Hello, and welcome to the 76 to Infinity podcast. I'm here with Shay Behrend. Uh, I'm your host, Nate Behrend, and we're going to be diving into the 2022 football season. It's officially underway. Uh, what a great time of the year. Uh, Seahawks opened the year playing Russell Wilson and the Broncos, which was, it was felt felt sick like uh like it was planned like i, I was just like the, when i saw that i was crushed i was like oh man like we're just gonna get smacked russ is gonna like totally just destroy us play really well and literally none of i mean russ played okay but for the most part it literally went exactly uh the opposite of what i thought was gonna happen so I couldn't be any happier. It was so nice to be Russ and just like get that out of the way, get a win under our belt in a season where we're not projected to have too many. Um, pretty fun way to start the season. So uh, the Seahawks really showed out and showed up for the fan base. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on the game, Shay? I mean, well, going into it, I was treating it like a Super Bowl. I was so fired up for this game. Um, like you said at first, like when the schedule came out, I was like, damn, that'd be kind of embarrassing to get an ass working by Russ first week after he leaves. But as it got closer to the game, I started feeling more and more confident. I started thinking like, you know, the crowd's going to be crazy, which they were, they exceeded expectations. Yeah. Um, and I thought I could get into Russ's head a little bit. It's his first game with a new team. And also this is kind of weird, but I saw reports there was like, Oh, him and Nathaniel Hackett are like, it's like a co-offensive thing. Like they're doing it together. And I was like, that was a problem in Seattle. Like that was a thing where like yeah. Russell kept like taking the reins back where, you know, he wants to do what he wants to do. So I started seeing signs where I thought it could be close. And by the time game time started, I felt, I felt pretty confident that it was going to be a good game. Um, I, I thought the boos were so loud. I don't know. Some people say it's justified. Some say it isn't. I think it's justified. He's we're going against him. We already gave him a tribute video. We already did all that. Yeah. I was just ready to go. People were booing. I could, I think it was in his head a little bit. I yeah, think it was, and, and I could get it. I would get why he had so many memories here. Won a Super Bowl. I could get why that would make him a little shit. He's the best Seahawks quarterback of all times. Probably the greatest Seattle athlete of all times. Like as far as for the, for the city and um, just say, yeah, like most iconic. And I feel like, yeah, Russ had to be feeling some pressure and I don't think it was too far. Like I've seen some people say that, that it was too far, the booze and, whatever, but it's, it's all in fun and games. Like I think that people, when it really comes down to it, obviously the city of Seattle loves Russell Wilson, I, but it's like, of course you're playing him week one. He just left your team. Like you have the right to want to beat him. He could have, you know, like made it work. And so, um, and I'm not surprised about him and Hackett kind of uh, clashing because I mean, Hackett is a really intelligent guy and really good at his job as well. So I just feel like uh, it's almost disrespectful to try to alter his offense that's already been proven to be successful. And you're going there to try and be a part of the system, not change. It kind of demeans him a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And just really quickly, back to the whole fan thing and booing. The most interesting part about it, did you see Richard Sherman and Doug Baldwin going off, being so petty? about it which is hilarious a bunch of that sure. seahawks showed up i know so many seahawks showed up going all out for the seahawks but one thing stuck out to me like someone commented like oh hackett's having really trouble in the red zone and then sherman commented he's like he is adjusting to his personnel i was like ooh, some shots and then doug Bolton at the end of the game did like a little meme of like a girl smirking like kind of like i told you so yeah and i was like damn 
And Russell again, had such high praise for him, and they did a little ESPN interview with him before the game for Doug Baldwin specifically. That I was like, yeah, man, all these guys really, they really don't like Russ. It feels like yeah. I heard KJ Wright said some good things, but all most of his ex teammates. I'm surprised about Doug. That's the one I'm surprised. I was about surprised about him. because it's mm-hmm. like Sherman's been in Canada. He was well. there after the Super Bowl for a long time. Like, is a fan favorite. Like, I understand. Like, he's kind of a hothead, but. Like he stuck around, and like, yeah, you're in, you're so close in such close vicinity as being together all the time, being on the same side of the ball, and having to depend on each other. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy that there may have been some sort of rift that we didn't know about this entire time. Because it seemed like the thing with Richard Sherman, I get it, because he's defensive, and he Richard Sherman's claim is always like, we were such a strong defensive team that ca- like we carry the team, and Carroll protected Russ from like criticism. Where Doug worked with him, especially like you said, even after the Super Bowl years, when everyone left, yeah, they worked together. And like Doug put up pretty really good numbers as an undrafted rookie. Like Wilson was, they worked together well. It seemed like they had great chemistry, but they did. Uh, yeah, they did on the field. But apparently, and they're kind there was, of there was like, something had the most opposite of like the way you could be treated, Doug and Russ. Like Doug had to literally claw and scrape for everything he got. And it's like, I'm sure he wasn't getting cut any breaks in like film and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, receiving criticism like any other rookie would or just, you know, guy that's on the fringe of the roster. And then Russ is like getting all this special treatment. Um, yeah, it's that's really, that was really interesting. Um, Gino, I feel like uh, took a play out of, Russ's book, like I feel like he spent too much time with him after the game when they asked him, uh, asked him about the win. He said, uh, "Yeah, they wrote me off, but I didn't write back." No, what? No, no, that's not how to run. I think that was sick. I actually I think it's cool. Dying. I think it's gonna that's be so funny. No, dude. I, I legit think it's gonna be making a Drake song or something. I actually think that was kind of a sick line. They try to write me off. But I Russ would never. Back. Russell would never say that. Russell was standing at the middle of the field, his arms open, spinning around. You I the, saw that. I was did like, you see the meme? He like Jesus. Like, the meme the was like, oh, when you get a Lecrae song on <laughs> that Christian rapper." Russ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's jump to the game though. Okay. Um, so we came out. It was cool. I actually kind of wanted to see them to get the ball first, so we could I could see how they responded to us. But mo game really that was just for to see you know the crowd. But game wise, Gino came out hot, and I actually think firing. that it's the right move. Like to go up seven nothing. Like it's just like. You're in the automatically game. gives you a yeah. chance. Yeah, like everyone's inspired. That. Like it's different than how we've I would want to have played it. Like when you're a really good competitive football team. Like when you're a really good competitive football team, you kind of want to see what the other teams got, um, evaluate them, and like you know that you're never going to be like a touchdown's nothing, and you'll you'll be able to or your defense is really good and stops them. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but like, yeah, if you're the underdog, I feel like you do want the ball first sometimes. So just that first drive, because I think the first play I remember was like a, it was a nothing. I was kind of like, it was like a run to Penny, went nowhere. I was kind of like, damn, like, and it's the first play I shouldn't freak out, but I was a little bit, I was watching with Kyle, our friend Kyle, and I was like, he looked at me like, he wasn't too good. But then I think it was like the third or fourth play, they threw a pass to Lockett. It was like a 20 yard pass. And Lockett started going nuts, started just getting super hyped. And I was like, okay, this could be sick. Yeah, and it then, was the first third down, third and three. Yes, yes. And it would be like a – it was a pretty uh, big like, play. Yeah, seven, 17 yards. Um, yeah, to Lockett. But the drive, I mean, just went smooth. Obviously, Gino had, what, he completed his first 13, 14 passes. So. Yeah, he looked really good in the first half. Like, I, 
I wonder how many yards were in the first half. I want to say it was like 140 or something. And like both his touchdowns yeah. were in the first half. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, the second half, it's like, it's crazy that we were able to hang on and win. Like they scored three points in the second half and we scored none. So, yeah. So the first drive, um, it was funny. The, the first touchdown was to Disley. And I was thinking like, the biggest criticism of sick play. Yeah, it was a sit, really cool play. It actually by reminded Gina. me. It actually, it was almost. It was the weirdest play. Just like the ironicness, I guess, of it. That's a word. Ironic. Like a Russ S. Yeah, it was like a Russ S. Kind of play to a tight end, which everyone always complained Russ never uses his tight ends. Uh-huh. To Disley, who we freaked out in the offseason for getting that contract. Just I know, it's still crazy. But like, crazy. and I was like, of course, it goes to him. And on top of you trade and you get a tight end and no fan and you already yeah, it just it just seemed really weird. Apparently. Yeah, it was because Russ was trying to recruit Disney. I don't know. But that was just a funny first way to score. But right after the first touchdown, I was feeling good. Uh, yeah. The Bronco, I mean, but then our defense, like, it our, was just classic Pete Carroll, Ben, but don't break. Like, unbelievable. It, they really weren't. Russ, honestly, looked, when I was watching him, it just reminded me how he's been these last three years in Seattle. Everything was on the side. I was thinking the same they, thing. Everything Nothing, is on the sidelines. Nothing's in the middle. Nothing's on time. It's not um, the schemed route. Like, it's uh, him dancing around in the backfield and then finding an open guy. Yeah. It's the same thing that you were just doing in Seattle. And honestly, I've never seen you be like this timely precision quarterback. Oh, I'm going to fit it in the wind. Like, yeah, you fit it in the window sometimes, but a lot of almost all your big plays are these like a scramble around and then some guy across the field's open and whatever. He loses his man after like six seconds and then you, you catch him. And, um, and honestly, yeah. So that Russ's first drive, it was that same thing that happened like twice. It was a uh, who was that tight end Dent or oh, the, the that guy, white dude? Oh 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 back that, back like, back. He was like an H yeah, back kind of he thing. He was like completely alone, and then there was another play where Sutton was completely alone in the middle of the field uh, on that first drive, and yeah, it was just but it just looked like more of the same to me, and yeah, I mean his receivers are probably about the same in quality. I would say, I mean, I I obviously have a preference for DK and Tyler. It's close though, but like so. Sutton, you know, he's pretty good, and Judy's pretty good too. So it's like, I, actually, I would say that Seahawks are better, or had Russ had better. Whatever, it's it's close. Though, but. but I feel like, yeah, he just stayed on the sidelines. Like I looked at the like the map sheet of his throws, so many on the sidelines, and then they were hitting on a lot of screens, which is funny because in Seattle we could never ever pull off a screen pass yeah still can't can, okay? but yeah. never he was doing so many to javante williams shout out to him man he's, he's like so my fake good, he's so man. good dude i was watching him like gosh i'd love to have him he's so he's hard to bring down so hard to tackle when they bring in melvin gordon I'm like thank god and dude. he's mean yeah like, like he, he likes to put him punish people and he's elusive like mm-hmm. it's like a great, great combo like catches super fluidly like just everything about him kind seems of like nice. a fit cream hunt <laughs> like yeah. he was nice though but yeah, they moved the ball but then you know, like that was like like the theme of their defense was just bend but don't break. And then we had we gave up the one big play to Judy where Kobe Bryant got kind of mauled, like he kind of got mauled. oh Russell was, honestly under he didn't get mossed. Not it was, mossed. He, he was kind just of got ripped, burnt. He was like, and then he was just so late yes. and he never even saw the ball, and it looked yeah. like it was just like it almost looked like it went through his body. It did. It was weird. That's why I was like, are you gonna pick it? And like that's where it kind of looked like he got lost, but it wasn't really that. It was the ball was so late, but it got there a little, you know, before I thought it was literally gonna just fall in his hands uh-huh. for a second. I was like, dude, he's not even gonna know and the ball's just gonna land in his hands. It's funny, if you would have told me who would have had a better game, I would have been like Kobe Bryant's gonna probably outplay Tariq Woolen, but Woolen actually had a much better game. I don't think he let up a cat a pass when I saw the stats. Because oh, he had 
two monster defensive passes. He did have the pass. <laughs> That's true. Uh, That's true. And he but had pass he didn't lead lead yeah, he got. Yeah, he, he had like nasty ones. It was like two for like like yeah, seventy yeah. yards. Like, um, I think yeah, actually right. that was the one. Kind of uh, forgot about that. One of them honest. was. Oh, I think both times were the ones we forced the, the one we forced to fumble on the goal line is when mm-hmm. he had gotten burnt. Um, I guess just don't give it the latest tackle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but to be honest, the first one didn't look bad at all. The second one, like I was like, yeah, right. I was gonna say the, the first, first one, one. I remember one of them wasn't super bad. Oh, no, I take it back. It was it, the second one. One of them wasn't super bad. I forget because it was like he was running with like two or two or three receivers, and it was just like kind of a, a hail mary, and um, and they called him for like chipping one of the receivers and I was like yeah. I, it didn't make sense yeah let's talk about like maybe our new guys so like we talked about Kobe and Tariq what do you think about the offensive line with Lucas and Cross yeah so I mean Cross kind of had his welcome to NFL game playing Bradley Chubb's always tough and yeah he gave up a couple sacks but other than those two sacks the offensive line played incredible and Gino had so much time like for a good portion of the game I mean Gino definitely needs to be a little bit faster on the gun because that's not going to He just drops. He never steps game. up in the ball. He just goes farther back, farther back. I know. And it's <laughs> like, and you're like, bro, it's been like five they're seconds. And building you're, just, you're taking a blindside sack. Like, how did you not know this guy was coming? And you're like, you know, just no instinct on that, the timing. Or maybe it'll get better. I just feel like sometimes the I thought the line almost played better than maybe the numbers show because – his out, like they would build a pocket and he would, instead of, you know, you want to step yeah. up because they're kind of building a circle around you. He just kept going back and eventually they're going to come across the edge. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe he'll watch the film and learn. I thought one of my favorite plays of the game was when Penny broke off that big run and then he, they forced a fumble and uh-huh. Blythe, Blythe was there to fall on it, man. Yeah. That, that was, was so clutch. Great like, effort. I feel right like that stuff that like, I don't know. I feel like with the Seahawks with our offensive line debacles over the years, like stuff like that never happened where like, he was there well, we um, always had nasty fat road graders. <laughs> <laughs> the guys never want to get more than three yards past the line of scrimmage. And Blythe didn't – I saw this random – I like how these pass-blocking guys that are fit. He, he, like, he didn't let up one pressure. To, I know it's easier as a center. He didn't – they had a stab on ESPN. He didn't let up a pressure. That's and amazing. it was so funny. It was him. And there's, like, two other guys. I saw one of them was Ethan Pochicks, too. He's on the Browns. <laughs> really? Yeah, former Seahawks legend. Um, but, but Blythe, I thought, played nice. Oh, you know who the third was? It was Joey Hunt. I have never seen a guy your a center boy, get forklifted off the ground. It sucked that Damian Lewis wasn't out there. Your boy Phil Haynes at left guard kind of was killing us in the beginning. Yeah, but you know, it's just like first start, real or like first week one start. We're like, it's looking like it's probably gonna be his permanent position at least until Damian Lewis comes back. And honestly, I, I it's gonna be who knows. It's like a nag ankles gonna be nagging. I feel like. Um, but the guy that stood out to me of you know, just the new faces was uh, Mike Jackson who got the surprise start at corner, which I don't think anyone was expecting. And um, yeah. So, and I honestly, I, I had, you know, read about or saw him in the preseason. I know he's, this is his second year with us, but um, you know, he didn't do anything. Um but yeah, and so I thought he was really impressive. Um, he had a nice stat line. He, he had a pass deflection. He recovered both of those forced fumbles. Um, he had a tackle for loss. Um, yeah, and then four solo tackles. Like he just showed up, and he was on his man the whole time. Like he, I never saw him get beat too bad. Um, and then the player of the game defensively. It's kind of like a co-players of the game for me. It's like between Nwosu and Cody Barton. 
Like Barton, it's got to be played the best game of his life. Like I was so worried for you know just life after Bobby of because ha- and we were getting crushed in the run game in preseason. Like so many broken tackles, and he was out there. Barton, we still did. They honestly still did break a decent amount of tackles. Yeah, but Javante is really really good, which He's makes slippery. me feel not so. Bad. I thought Nwosu played so good though. Like I just thought but, he was yeah. super active, sack, a forced fumble. Like I thought that was just a, 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 a great debut and like. I don't know. I was excited, really more excited for Darrell Taylor this year. He didn't have the best game, but Nwosu, I just was really impressed with. Was just he felt felt like he was always around, like he was always around, just active yeah. in the backfield. Just super nice to see. And Barton, yeah, Barton and Brooks look like going to be a nice tandem. They had you know twenty two tackles between them. Um, yeah, then Barton had the sack, two tackles for loss, and a QB hit. Um, so yeah, he was really impressive. Diggs, of course, is you know arguably our best defensive player. Yeah. I mean, I, that, I would take dude, that over force, Adams. Any that force fumble on huge. the huge, huge. It's like, just, I feel like he's a super instinctual player. And was come, it the one, did come, he hit Melvin or, um, was it? He the, stood up Melvin. That he was stood up Melvin. He, he stood up Melvin. Yeah. And I think he, he forced that fumble right after he stood him up. Cause then Melvin started trying to like poke the ball out. You I know? know he got yeah. credit for it, but I think it was like him and Wosu. So in Wosu for, Forced the first one, and then him and Nwosu like both made the tackle when yeah. the fumble came out. So I was like, I just know he stood Melvin up on the goal line, and then that's where the fumble happened. And then, yeah, uh, the Mike and Jackson. Mike recovered. Jackson, had he recovered both. Just of them. yeah, like good awareness, like just being on it. He really could have taken Melvin's back to the house too. Like, oh it, but gosh, I don't think like it was one of those plays where you kind of thought the whistle blew, so I feel like he slowed down a little bit. And he's just like he's just in happy, like uh, you know, to be making those plays. Like I don't think he's thinking getting too greedy but uh actually just stealing that from barstool breaking news wosu named nfc defensive player of the week let's go let's go welcome to the northwest my guy that makes me feel so much better that's he was the better the best defensive player on um yeah i mean what a great deal we got for him and like it it was so necessary to have a guy that has had some experience in three four since we're like you know, that's brand new to our entire defense, mm-hmm. and even even um, you know our defensive coordinator is new too. Yeah, I remember really like I was excited we signed Nwosu because I remember last year towards the end of the season I watched a Chargers Chiefs Thursday night game and he he picked off Patrick Mahomes playing the three four end and he jumped out and picked him off and he almost did it a second time and I was like that's I like when people are instinctual like that. You I was wondering like why. If, if you're dealing, you see the screen coming, just do it. You know, like yeah. what's what's the harm? And he's so versatile that it's like it allows you to move him around. Like as your team, you know, uh, you don't have to be. I guess you can just go for talent. You know, instead of like having to got find a guy to find a specific role. It's like there's someone that's really talented. You just move him low to mm-hmm. somewhere else. He's so versatile. And then back to more ironic things. So funny that Pete, our first time chance to go for it on fourth down. Goes for it. After last year, us people, all the fans criticizing him so much over not going for it on fourth downs and being too conservative. He goes for it. We don't get it, but I like the decision. Wait, let's do let's do the checklist, the full checklist of irony throughout the game. So you got that, yours, and then you have uh, the offensive line for Seattle being really good and block, blocking really well, which is something that Russ always complained about. Um we already talked about the screen pat and throwing. Yeah, a bunch of they were throwing a bunch of screens. Our two leading which, receivers were tight ends. Yeah, we had over a hundred yards receiving to our tight end. Parkins, 
Between the tight ends. Oh, and then the last thing, I, and then the conservative thing is the Broncos at the end. Yeah, the, <laughs> and then the Broncos and Russ mismanages the like. I don't. It's not really ironic, but like it looks so bad for Russ that he mismanaged the clock like that. Like you just got paid freaking so much money, dude. It's like, more so that Pete Carroll always mismanaged the clock. He was Pete always Carroll the worst. Always did it. Too. And then, yeah. dude, I don't get you paid guy what two hundred forty million, fourth and five. I thought there was no chance they're kicking it. Expect sixty-four yarder. Uh, that's setting the league record, basically, or maybe I think Tucker might have gone a sixty, a little longer. Whatever. And it's like this isn't Denver, dude. This isn't Seattle. Yeah, and then he missed the first one. You could tell. Uh, the first one was super. It was short. The first one, and I saw that they had Metcalf waiting at the goal line. I always wondered, could he? If it's like right on the bar, if could he jump up and swat it out? Yeah, you can. Yeah, For so sure. you could tell it was short and it was way but left. It's just so like I thought, so risky. That's like, where I was mad. I was like, Pete, why'd you call a timeout? They're gonna go for it now. And I honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I, I thought they would get it. Like, I was like, fuck, I feel like they're gonna get it. Yeah. Um, um, but whatever. It was just funny that that's what they chose to do, the most conservative thing you could do. Miss, or just mismanage the like clock. They had so much time. Yeah. Like, like it, it just was crazy. Like, terrible way to edit. If just, I'm a Broncos fan, I'm sick. Yeah. I, I would too. Like, it's like you're immediately thinking, worst case scenario, like, dude, are we gonna be last, dead last plays? Give up. And it's like, also another kind of secret thing. It's like, yes, while the Seahawks are hurting their own personal draft pick, they're making the Broncos pick better, you know, for us, like by giving them that loss. Mm-hmm. And so this, I, I that was kind of cool. Exactly. If I can get two wins this year, I want the one we just had. Broncos one, and Niners. And then this Niners game upcoming. 2-0 and then go 0-15. That'll be fine. But honest, yeah, that was that game was just to me everything I could ask for. We beat Russell. I was so excited. It was a great day on Seahawks Twitter, too. The memes and stuff were hilarious. Seeing all the fans, too, going nuts. Uh-huh. There's just one guy on Twitter. His name's like Sam Bronco Badger. He, I thought he was a Seahawks fan, but apparently he's just a Russell fan. Uh-huh. Just going off. Like, Richard Sherman and Doug. And he has a decent amount of followers. Richard Sherman and Doug Baldwin are, are like subhuman. They keep calling him subhuman. I don't know why. He always says about future, too. Calm down. But uh, he's like, yeah, they're like, they're like completely turned his, be- his back on him and like, Russell's like, or Sherman's like a domestic oh, abuser, all this is stuff. Is it because Russ is, like, is this guy like... Oh, he's the only a Russ defender. Religious? No, no, he was just like a, no. I, feel like- I don't know, but he was just always a Russ defender, like, with Seattle. I just thought he was a Seahawks fan that loved Russ, but apparently he's just a Russell fan. Because now he's, it was Sam Hawk Badger, now it's well, Sam I mean, Bronco calling Badger. people... Subhuman, I'm like... Subhuman I'm like, like a little weird. Exactly, like- but he was just going crazy. He's like, oh, posting all these stats before and how Russell's going to carve us up. It was just great to see us beat him. Like, I mean, Russ it just to me it did really carve us up. He did a little bit, but three hundred forty passes. But a lot, it didn't seem like super like like he was Dyson, you know, where he was just on fire. Like it was yeah. like guys were making plays where they're wide open. I mean, if best case scenario for them is like yeah, they they ended up uh, punching in two more touchdowns, you know, instead of those fumbles. And best best case scenario, and it's like. But or they end up being fields goals, which is probably more likely because it's like they're getting stuff. Um, but yeah. But you know what? Let's uh, pivot here since we only got limited time, and let's let's uh, preview this Niners game. Um, the Niners are kind of looking to be at a, a lot, just a lot of pressure and tension around the organization with Trey Lance coming in, not playing well. Obviously, the conditions in Chicago were brutal, but. Um, you know, he clearly didn't play well. They have Jimmy sitting, you know, by the wayside and the dugout there. And then, yeah, and it's like, what do you do? And I I will say that it was smart of Shanahan, I guess, before they even played their first game, got like 15 of the starters together 
and got them to basically like say that they'll back Lance no matter what, even if it starts off rocky. And I was like, all right, well, that's good because at least he's managing expectations. You but know? I don't think the fans are managing expectations. No, Since no. Since we're living in the Bay Area, you know, a lot of time I listen to, you know, 95.7, just Bay Area sports talk, and people are just going crazy about Trey. Like, no, this guy, you know, he doesn't have it. He needs to, he needs to sit more because a lot of people are saying this stuff, how, like, he's because he didn't really play his last season at North Dakota State with COVID. Like, he's barely played I any heard. games. But that's almost a reason, like, why you have to play. You've got to play him to go through growing pains. Exactly. But when I watch Trey, the one thing I hate that he does, I feel like he just really aims it. I've always, I swear I've always said that. I always tell Kyle this, that you feel like he aims it. And he even said in his press conference, he's like, oh, on this one pass that he missed, it was like a, it would have been a wide open touchdown. Or it was a he's big not play. Just yeah, being he, was, he was said, like, he was like, I was really just trying to aim it in the perfect spot. And I was like, he really looks like that. And I could see that early on because like, you don't want to make a mistake. Like, you just want to, like, it's just true of any sport. Like, golf, you can't try to steer it. You can't try to, like, you know, um, yeah, or like any sort of like soccer, or like you just can't sports in it. Yeah, you just have to be athletic and like you know trust your trust your arm. Like, but he's only thrown three hundred game passes since high school. That was what I read, and I was like, that's crazy. It's a crazy stat. So going into this Niners, what are your expectations going into this Niners? It's going to be a close game. I mean, this, close? the spread is like ten points in the Niners' favor, but I mm-hmm. think it's going to be a, a close game. I mean, Pete has had the Niners numbers since he arrived. Um, you know, him and Harbaugh had a little battle in the beginning, but Pete obviously won that out. Um, and I just feel like we match up well with them. Like we can play the, they, they're trying to honestly play the same kind of game we're trying to play, which is run the ball, play good defense, ball control. They have a better defense for sure, but, uh, um, they just have better players, but, um, but offensively, I feel like we have similar talent. And then, I just, I just feel like, yeah, uh, Penny just really seems to be coming along, and if we can run the ball, like I just and and effectively, like I feel like we can win the game for Penny, sure. And Penny looked good, and we get Kenneth Walker this week, and we have a very fast defense, which just feels good going against Trey. Like these, we have dogs now that can hunt people down. Like we used to have slow people, no pass rushers, like, and now we have guys like depth which is something we haven't had in a long time. With So with Kenneth Walker coming back, with Penny looking really good week one, like how much do you want to see Walker? Like 70-30 split, like a, something like that? I would honestly just limit Walker to short, uh, like, yeah, like like power back situations, like short short gains. Um so I know. Very, be, I want Penny to be like the real starter, yeah. just because he's playing so good, and you never know how long you're gonna have him. Um, and so I would just like seventy thirty. Don't set the expectations too high for. Don't ask. Make him do too much. And so, like, yeah, I think like short yardage situations are good. Um, you know, second and shorts, or yeah, or just like stuff that's in between the tackles. You know, that maybe you don't want to send Penny in to do because risk that injury. Like, I just feel confident in keeping the game close to the Niners if we could stop the run. Like, they're just not, like, breaking, gashing us. And exactly. Mitchell's out for the Niners. He's out for, like, six weeks or something. Yeah, I'm but... killing one of my fantasy team. No, Jeff Wilson looks slow, man. He look... They always have a zillion running backs. They still have the guy from LSU, right? Yeah, he wasn't even active. Davis? He wasn't active week one, but... um, And then they also have... I don't know if so they have anyone else. You could look at it one way, like... But yeah, it could be a letdown game for us though because we're so hyped off 
off the Russell game and the Niners are now like they're like not must win, but like they really want to get this win. Yeah, like, they I mean, really they, they were already really embarrassed by the Bears losing to the Bears, who was like, I mean, all off season, you know, same as you, I listened to ninety five seven. They're just talking about like what it layout the Bears is, and, and then the Seahawks. The Seahawks it's been like an easy two over Yeah, exactly. And so, and I, I feel like we're better than the Bears. Like, so I, I, I don't see the Niners putting up a lot of points, and I see us staying real tight and competitive. Well, I'll be at the game going nuts. It was I had so much fun last year at the Seahawks Niners game, just seeing yeah, all the fans, so leave, seeing all the fans leave early and stuff. The so called faithful, that was the best. I know, especially because they got off such a hot start, and then we came back, and like I feel like that's been the same script over and over for us against the Niners. Like they they get so hyped because they're up ten nothing, and then just blow a lead, or they don't. They never put their you know foot on the throat when they need to. Yep, they they know how to blow leads. But um, final that's prediction. all the time we got for today. Uh, we'll end with our final predictions. Uh, what's your Seahawks Niners guess? See, mm. I think the Seahawks are gonna win. I think we're gonna Seahawks win. It's gonna be a weird a weird game. It's gonna be like. That's a weird spot. Let's go I'll say, eight, 18 to 15. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be weird. I'll say uh, 24 to 21 Seahawks. A lot more normal score. Um, yeah, and so we'll be back. Um, we're going to try and have episodes every week, so please tune in. Uh, we're just getting started back up, and we'll talk about all the latest Seahawks breaking news, some season storylines, um, and, yeah, player evaluations, and we can – Watch this team grow together. So I'm really excited um, for the 2022 season, and go Hawks. Peace.